Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The Zone. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome and happy Monday. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you this morning. Today will be a high of 68 degrees. Tomorrow we can expect partly cloudy skies with a high of 73, with scattered thunderstorms developing overnight. Wednesday, we have scattered thunderstorms in the morning with partly cloudy skies late in the afternoon with a high of 61. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, has more weather details coming your way a little later. Coming up, we hear from Lindsay Meisner, Pittsville FFA advisor, about the cranberry tours they take community members on to learn more about the industry. Chris Coffin, director of National Agricultural Land Network and American Farmland Trust senior policy advisor, shares more on their report related to farmland conversion and what that means for the future. Also coming up, we hear how a sheep producer started a tannery. These are all things you don't want to miss. Stick around. Are you looking for something special? Something right for your needs? What about something with performance backed by unique germplasm? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soilmate. With Agrigold, enjoy a seed made so specifically for your soil, it feels like fate. And with a team that's with you every step of the way, it's never been easier. Find your soil mate at chooseagrigold.com. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Well, with the changing uh, temperatures that we've been feeling across the state of Wisconsin, it also triggers changing colors in our trees. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And as soon as those colors start to change, it seems like the apples get a little bit brighter, those pumpkins a little bit more vibrant, and of course the trees attract attention from far and wide. But Bob, there's other colors that we're paying attention to at this time of the year. Some of those colors pretty soon going to be floating on top of water. The most beautiful harvest in Wisconsin, Pam. We're talking about the cranberry harvest. Bob Bosold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. The red berries, the changing leaves, the blue sky, gorgeous in Wisconsin. And one of the ways to see the cranberry harvest is through a cranberry tour. And that's exactly what the Pittsville FFA chapter has been doing for many, many years, taking people who literally come from all over the upper Midwest and other parts of the country as well, on these fall cranberry tours, Lindsay Meisner is now the FFA advisor at Pittsville High School, which, by the way, has the only cranberry science class as far as a curriculum of any high school in the country. We talked to Lindsay about the tours, and, and she said they've been going on a long time. We have had the tours go on for, we are entering our 20th year of tour season. So, yes, um, former alumni members, uh, the former egg teacher, and then they've, 
many people that are involved in the agritourism industry in central Wisconsin made these tours possible. And you let your students actually run the tours and kind of put it together? Is that how it works? Yeah, that's the unique part about this class. The class at uh, Pittsville High School is called Cranberry Science. And once harvest begins, uh, one of the um, curriculum components is the students run the cranberry tours that we offer for people to join us. Um, And we have guests that come from all over the world. What's the tour all about? How long does it take? What do they see? Uh, the tour itself is about a two-hour tour, um, and then after the tour is over, we have a, a half hour that we serve them a kind of Wisconsin-slash-cranberry-themed lunch. And they, when they, uh, the guests are on the tours, they go and visit a current marsh that's under production, and they have the opportunity to see the harvest. Um, we typically see uh, the wet harvesting process, so 95% of berries in Wisconsin are harvested with wet processing, and then those are usually um, made, those cranberries are made into a variety of different processed products. And then they, uh, the tour guests are able to see a receiving station, and as well as where the berries are um, binned, lab tested, and then frozen. How up close and personal can they get when they go out into the bogs? They don't actually get a chance to to rake the berries, do they? (laughs) I mean, I'm sure the uh, producers in the industry would love if we brought them some extra workers. However, uh, no, uh, due to the time constraints of our tour, um, I do have to squeeze it in during our high school schedule, so we don't allow anybody to actually go into the beds themselves. However, um, we are able to see the on the marsh, the harvesting process, right up and close. How many producers get involved with you in this thing, and uh, what is their their thought about bringing people to the bogs after 20 years? Obviously, they seem to like it. Uh, yeah, it's an agro-tourism adventure, I mean, for sure. And like I said, we bring people from all over the world um, that come to uh, central Wisconsin for our uh, cranberry harvest time. The great thing about um, this class is the students are working directly with people in the industry um, and producers in the industry. So uh, last year we worked with um, a few different uh, cranberry families. Um, Jacob Cyril Cranberry uh, was one. And then we also worked with the Gardner Cranberry family. Um, We've worked with potters in the past. And then um, Gainer Cranberry has helped us as well. So lots of different industry people that we thank for um, inviting us to come onto the marshes and see the harvest firsthand um, and the students being able to communicate and kind of network with those families in the industry. How do people that want to bring a group or a family or just themselves to one of these tours, how do they get on the tours? And as we get into October now, what kind of a tour schedule do you have? Well, the easiest way is to go um, right onto the school district of Pittsville. Um, website and then go under the district page you're going to see a a page called Splash of Red Cranberry Tours. We are um, in tour season then um, pretty much through the third week in October Uh, so our last tour is wrapping up on October 21st. Tours this um, season run every Thursday and Friday from 9 30 to noon and there is a form on the Splash of Red Cranberry Tour website that uh, Guests, interested guests can fill up, um, fill out, and then I will contact them after they fill out the form. 
And it's how much per person or group rate, or how do you charge? With the meal, it is uh, $25 per person, and then that includes, um, uh, the, obviously, the tour cost itself. Um, all that money, then, is used to, obviously, fund um, the class, and then if any extra dollars are um, left over at the end of the season, um, that money goes back to the students in forms of scholarships. By funding the class, what do you mean? You've got the only cranberry science class, I think, in the country. So what do you do? Is this a real hands-on program, or what do you do with a class? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of also, the tours are also like a business for the cranberry science class. So um, besides paying for um, transportation, um, the meal, they have to budget for the meal um, per person. And um, there are a few extra, like the, the uniforms that the students wear. They have a T-shirt that they get as part of the class. And then any of the extra equipment or materials that we might need um, for the tour season, we also take out of that budget. How many students do you usually get in the class like that because cranberries are a big deal in central Wisconsin? Uh, currently, right now, I have um, 18 students enrolled in the class. It usually on a typical year is anywhere from about 16 to 20 students. Um, the class does fill up very quickly, uh, so it is. Uh, there's always a waiting list of students. Um, most of the time it is our senior-level students, our 12th grade students at Pittsburgh High School that are enrolled in the class. Obviously, you got to be conscious of the calendar, your school schedule, but is it just a classroom activity, or does the class actually go out over and above the splash of cranberry tours and get some hands-on work in the cranberry bogs uh, we have several students that are enrolled in the class that are working in the industry or maybe have lived and grown up on a marsh in central wisconsin area so we definitely use their background knowledge um, as part of the, the class and the material that we are presenting to our guests uh, however um, yes we do have students that um, are currently working um, during the harvest time, and so we have to work around those schedules as well. As you get input from the producers, not only for your tours, but do they help you instruct this class? Because, you know, it's it's a specialty crop. Yes, we do um, bring in uh, some guest speakers through the class that actually help educate the students on current trends that are happening in the cranberry science industry. Um, we listen to uh, people like yourself um, or other, um, you know, journalists. Um, we read articles to make sure that we have the most relevant information, um, and we present that on the tours as well. And once again, Lindsay, Lindsay Meisner, our guest, the Ag Instructor FFA Advisor at Pittsville High School, the host of the Splash of Red Cranberry Tours, now going on until the 21st of October. For those interested, how do they get involved and get to come on a tour? And they're only on Thursday and Fridays. What's the best way again, Lindsay? Um, the best way again is to go to the Splash of Red Cranberry uh, website that is located on the School District of Pittsville's webpage, um, or else they can call um, the school at 715-884-6412, and I am extension 750. It's that easy to see the most beautiful harvest of any crop we have. The red cranberries, the leaves on the trees are changing, a bright blue sky. The Splash of Red Cranberry Tours put on by the Cranberry Class at Pittsville High School Lindsay Meisner is their advisor. Get it done because it's well worth it. I'm Bob Bosold.
This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you looking for something special? Something right for your needs? What about something with performance backed by unique germplasm? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soil mate. With Agrigold, enjoy a seed made so specifically for your soil, it feels like fate. And with a team that's with you every step of the way, it's never been easier. Find your soil mate at chooseagrigold.com. Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Monday morning. I'm Charity Seebecker in for Farm Director Pam Youngke. It's time for your Copier Financial Egg Weather Update with Egg Meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, looks like we're going to be getting some rain this week. What do you got for us? Well, there's that chance, Charity. You're absolutely right. Some rain is a possibility. And before you think it's the end all, we're not going to flood out. We're not going to talk about much rain, really. Uh, looking ahead here, the possibility could edge in later tomorrow, certainly be around Tuesday night, lingering into Wednesday. Right now, I'd say a tenth of an inch or two. That's about it. Just enough to get it a little damp. It's not a very well-organized system in terms of rain in our part of the Midwest. It has to do with low pressure that's going to build in from the Pacific Northwest today and start to march a bit of a cool front our way. A warm front is the big factor. It builds north. We'll see rain developing certainly tomorrow in the mid-Mississippi Valley and pushing up from the south with that warm front. This morning, not much rain to talk about. A little activity out in northern Pennsylvania, New York State, and then down in Oklahoma and Texas. Nothing else even close to our part of the Midwest, so a dry start today. But I do expect that frontal system will begin to edge in, and that chance of rain may be starting to show up, especially in southern Wisconsin, tomorrow afternoon, lasting overnight and into Wednesday. Like I said, a tenth of an inch or two, that's about all the possibility there is. 
a bigger factory with that warm front approaching as temperatures warm up. Couldn't help but see that nearly full moon this morning. I expect we'll see it again tonight and tomorrow morning. Oh, it doesn't mean we'll drop way down in the deep freeze, but those temperatures are a little cooler than some may like. Believe it or not, a little on the above normal side again today, like we were yesterday, and even warmer as we head toward Tuesday. And then a little cooling happens with that bit of a rain chance, and those temperatures will be cooler than normal for the end of the week. Uh, the cold front does sweep through from the west, and I expect that our winds return to the west and northwest as we look at Wednesday and Wednesday night, and that colder air drops those temps down to cooler than normal for Thursday, Friday, and even starting the weekend. We're just not going to warm up in that big of a hurry. In fact, staying cooler than normal on towards Sunday and Monday as well. So get ready, I guess, in your mind mentally. Not much else we can do about it, but that cooler air will return here for the end of the week. The early part, starting it out, really sounds great. Hope we all get a chance to enjoy it, make a lot more field work progress, and we shouldn't slow down too much with the rain threat that's around late Tuesday and Tuesday night should be ending into Wednesday. I'll have forecast details right after this. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Welcome back. It's Charity here with Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, how about that weather forecast? All right, our Compere Financial Ag Weather update, including a little morning fog here on this Monday, will make way for sunny skies. Another very nice day in the upper 60s and the southeast winds about 5. Clear overnight, could be a little fog in those low spots. You know where it'll be, upper 40s, southeast winds 5 to 10. Mostly sunny Tuesday, but we all have that chance, a slight possibility for an afternoon shower or a very isolated thunderstorm. We warm up out ahead of that warm front. Low could even be a mid-70 here or there with the south winds 5 to 15 gusting around 30. The chance of a shower or storm Tuesday night may linger into Wednesday, partly sunny Wednesday. Low 60s for highs. Southwest winds become west with that cool front about 5 to 15 Cooling it down then on toward Thursday, Charity. But like I've said, rain amounts from late tomorrow into Wednesday morning. A tenth of an inch or two should be all there is. Just enough to let you know it's a little rain, maybe settle on some of the dust. Hopefully not make any more additional mud we have to deal with in the fields. Yeah, hopefully not. And like you mentioned, when that comes, if it drops at night, make sure we're bringing in those plants. If you haven't already, don't want those pretty flowers getting ruined either. Yeah, it is that time of year, and I know we didn't the other night. They aren't looking too tough yet, but I would imagine another night or two is going to be the end. Perfect. Well, we'll catch up with you again tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. All right. See ya. That was Sue Muck, our ag meteorologist.
This is your Compier Financial Egg Weather Update. Be sure to stick around as we have plenty more news and upcoming things coming your way. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the agricultural world, we have equipment to put the seed in the ground, take it all the way through its growing season, and put it in the bin. I would definitely recommend Ziegler. The equipment they sell and service is amazing. They care about you, they care about your businesses. They're there to help you, and that's their number one job. Whether you're a large farm, small farm, Ziegler has the equipment that's gonna take care of you and fit your needs, and the support and people to back it up. Reliability is everything, so that's why I choose Ziegler. For agriculture equipment, ZieglerAg.com. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. You would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere, much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with the truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, Backing up the price on their Chevy trucks, stop by Bergstrom Chevrolet, where you never get charged over MSRP. Join the Bergstrom Auto Family. Tracti LLC, a leader in steel buildings, is growing and now adding to their team. Tracti is now hiring builders and electricians. You work at the same place every day and you rarely have to fight the elements. Schedules are stable and pay is competitive. Enjoy a tool belt full of benefits including medical, dental, paid vacation, holiday, and more. Join Tracti now and receive a $2,500 sign-on bonus. Apply in person or online at T-R-A-C-H-T-E-U-S-A.com. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. Carbon World Health offers MSculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. MSculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. 
Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Oconomowoc. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family, and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you, too. Okay, how about tasting the stew and telling me what you think? Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. So we talked about the offense. We kind of did some thumbs up, thumbs down for majority of the players. But overall, the offense... Slightly actually better than last season. They hit more home runs. They scored very slightly more runs per game. But at the same time, they still continue to suck when it comes to leaving runners on base and hitting with runners in scoring position. Now, looking at the pitching staff, coming into this season, there was a lot of high hopes. You returned your back end of the bullpen in Boxberger, Williams, and Hayter. Obviously, two of those three guys, Hayter and Williams, had won the last four reliever of the year awards in the NL. And not to mention in the starting rotation, you brought back basically your entire starting rotation. You felt like you were six or seven arms deep in that rotation. And, oh, by the way... Burns was the Cy Young Award winner in 2021. Woody and and Freddie Peralta also finished in the top eight. Yep. So you thought you were coming back with a big time uh, arms arms race here. Remember at the beginning we were talking about do they have the best pitching staff in baseball? They were talking about the Mets were one of the teams that rivaled them. Well, we can say that they did have a ton of injuries, which they did. But if you're a Mets fan... Say, whoa, 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 but what about us? We lost Scherzer, Scherzer for like eight weeks this season. We didn't have DeGrom for half a season. Like, they can make those same arguments and say that, you know, we didn't necessarily get the dealt the, the best hand when it came to injuries. Yet, guess what? We won 100 games. Yeah. Yeah. You, you bums won 86. Well, I just want to look at every every single pitcher individually. We'll kind of do the the same thing. Thumbs up, thumbs, thumbs up, down. Thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First guy we'll go with, Corbin Burns, reigning Cy Young Award winner. ERA just under three. Had the first 200-inning season since Yevani Gallardo in franchise history. Also Struck, led, led yeah. yeah, led ma- National like, League in, with uh, I think it was the majors outs. in strikeouts. Thumbs up for Corbin Burns for me. I'll give him two thumbs up. I mean, he wasn't quite as good as he was in 2021, but he was legitimately the best pitcher in the NL last year. He was still a top five pitcher in the NL this year. Thumbs up. Good job, Corbin. Brandon Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff is a guy that um, had an ERA just above three. 
struck out 190 in a little over 153 innings. Now, he's a guy that I would imagine would have got to 200 innings had he not come down with missing, oh, what did he miss, a month and a half with the finger finger issues where he lost yeah, feeling right in now his fingers. Syndrome. See, that's unfortunate. I still give him clearly a thumbs up. He pitched Same. well when he, when he was thumbs healthy. Up. He pitched well. I'm sorry you can't hit anymore. You just hit dingers, but pitching, thumbs up. Your third starter coming into the season, do some Freddie Peralta action. Now, Freddie Peralta, this, this was a guy that was on the shelf multiple different times. He's, I think he missed nearly three months in total. And Freddie Peralta ended up pitching to a tune of an ERA just north of three and a half. Still had over, I, I think his case per nine was still roughly 10, which is pretty high. But overall, yeah, I mean, he was four and four. I would say Freddie Peralta went healthy. I would still give him a thumbs up. He was solid and good, but he just he just wasn't healthy. A Freddie Peralta season, I'll, I'll go neutral. I'll, yeah, I'll that's what the, I was just doing, yeah, the Ebo neutral. neutral because I can't say he was bad because he really wasn't bad. He just wasn't healthy. Just right in the middle there. You right look in at, the middle. You look at Eric Lauer, who is supposed to be probably your fourth starter, another lefty, pitched to a tune again. ERA just north of three and a half. Struck out roughly one guy for every inning pitched. I think I would go thumbs up for Eric Lauer. I think overall also, for thumbs, a fourth starter. Thumbs up for Eric Lauer, too, for calling out management and their dumb quote of taking bites of the apple. Yeah, Thank you, Eric and Lauer. for a fourth starter, if you told me that you, you, you have a fourth starter whose ERA is barely over three and a half, Eric. I'd say that's pretty damn good. Eric Lauer, thumbs up. Thank you, Eric. Now we kind of get to the the five, six, seven in that starting rotation that the Brewers had. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off here. Adrian Hauser, thumbs down. When he pukes before he pitches, thumbs up, but he didn't do that this he season. He looked so good for about down. a month and a half this year and then was Hauser got pretty housed. underwhelming. For Adrian Hauser and what he did last year, it's a thumbs down. Overall, if we're talking about an average pitching staff where he's the five on your team with an ERA still south of five, it's it's probably all right, but not what you were expecting. Thumbs down. Aaron Ashby had a lot of bad luck this year. Didn't pitch very well. Let innings get away from him. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you on this Monday morning. When you look at the potential loss of farmland in Wisconsin... It's the equivalent of losing 2,400 farms and a loss of potentially $377 million in farm output. Wisconsin is on two top 12 lists that aren't necessarily good. Wisconsin is listed as the 12th state in the country in terms of total acres likely to be converted by 2024 from farmland to residential and commercial use. It also ranks 7th in terms of the best quality land expected to be converted. Chris Coffin, Director of National Agricultural Land Network and American Farmland Trust Senior Policy Advisor, shares more on their report related to farmland conversion and what that means for the future. What it means is that the farmers and citizens of Wisconsin need to pay attention to this report because it's a warning sign about the future, not just of farmland in the state but what that means for the agricultural industry as a whole. This is not just an issue specific to Wisconsin. Our report was Farms Under Threat 2040, Choosing an Abundant Future. It was released this past summer, and it's part of 
research done by AFT that is a multi-year effort to advance solutions for farmland protection. And what we did was we used high-resolution spatial analysis tools to identify where agricultural land has been converted and where it is likely to be converted into the future. So for the Midwest as a whole, the Midwest could lose over 3 million acres to development by the year 2040 per our projections. This is true throughout the Midwest when we look at the states most impacted by Potential development, Ohio was the number one, followed by Wisconsin, and then followed by Michigan. Wisconsin is rated 12th in the nation. And what that meant is that of all of the states, we looked at the rate of likely conversion, and that was conversion both to urban and highly developed land and then low-density residential development. So we looked at these two types of threats. And what we found in Wisconsin is that it's a lot of particularly this low-density residential development that is fueling quite a bit of the likely conversion going forward. So that is a concern. And again, what we hope that this report does is to shed light on the fact that this is a concern for the state and to point out those counties that are particularly at risk and to suggest ways that the state and communities can address this loss. What is the cause for farmland conversion? What all is included and why is it becoming more of a thing here in the Midwest? Well, that's a very good question, and I think that there are a number of reasons. What we looked at in our report is conversion in a number of different ways. So, essentially, we are in Wisconsin, as in across the country, we are not making effective use of the land we have. And what that means is that land is being converted as cities and larger towns and even smaller towns begin to sprawl in that residential and commercial and industrial development sort of seep out from center cities. That's one cause of conversion. The other cause, which is becoming a more pervasive threat, is the scattered large lot residential development that you see spread up in rural areas and suburban areas. And it can be sort of large farm at things that are on five acres or 10 acres. And the challenge with that kind of development is that it makes it much harder for the farmers who remain on that land to farm. And so while some of these smaller, what we might call hobby farms or even very small parcels can be used for agriculture, what this study is showing is that this this sort of low-density development, once agricultural land becomes or is scattered with this large lot residential development, it typically ends up being further developed into more highly developed land, which puts it out of the reach of agriculture entirely. So those are the two. I would note that in Wisconsin, as elsewhere, there is an increased threat of solar development. To make it clear, American farm Land Trust support solar development because we believe it is crucial for America's energy future to include solar. That said, what we really are trying to see in our smart solar siting is to encourage solar first to be put on the built environment, on buildings, on marginal land, and to avoid the very best farmland. And where it is not possible to avoid putting solar on the very best farmland, to then be sure that we're doing that solar 
development in a way that allows for agriculture to continue. So what we call dual-use solar that can combine solar production as well as agriculture underneath it. Or at least you'll be thinking about solar development in a way that we are building it and decommissioning it in a way that will allow it to return to agriculture in the future. That was Chris Coffin with American Farmland Trust. You can learn more about protecting farmland by going to their website at farmland.org. You can find this full interview at our website at midwestfarmreport.com. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Welcome back. I'm Charity Seebecker. In case you missed the weather update earlier... Today will be a high of 68 degrees. Tomorrow, we can expect partly cloudy skies with a high of 73, with scattered thunderstorms developing overnight. Wednesday, you can expect scattered thunderstorms in the morning with partly cloudy skies late in the afternoon with a high of 61. With the upcoming rain expected, don't forget to use our talk text line and let us know how much rain you get and where. We will be reading them live on air the next morning. That number is 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. So be sure to text in with your rainfall report and listen in each morning to hear your name and report live on the Farm Morning Show. Now let's look at our markets. From Chicago, December corn is up seven cents at six ninety and a quarter. November soybeans are up 23 cents at 13.90. December wheat is up 36 and three quarters at 9.17. September 2023 new crop wheat is trading at 9.20 and a half cents. That's up 25 and a quarter. On the dairy side of things, barrel cheese closed down two and a half cents at 2.22 and a half Friday. 40-pound block cheese closed at 202 and a quarter, down three quarters. And double-A butter closed down five cents at 321 and three quarters. October Class 3 milk contract is trading today at 2211 100 weight. And November milk is trading at 2189 up four cents. Coming up, we hear how tanning your hide doesn't have to be a warning. It can be a value add to your operation. Farm team member Stephanie Hoff has that full story coming your way. You can also find this story at MidwestFarmReport.com. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. 
Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things, well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Sometimes people think we're the bathroom remodeling place that just covers up your old stuff. It's how Rebath got its start 40 years ago. But just as technology has improved since dial phones, we've grown to become a total bathroom remodeling company. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back. I'm Charity Seebecker, joining you on this Monday morning. A sheep producer may sell a carcass for $300, but Danielle Dockery of Driftless Tannery says the hide can nearly double that price because it sells for $350. Farm team member Stephanie Hoff has the full story. Tanning your hide doesn't have to be a warning. It can be a value add to your livestock operation. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Danielle Dockery of Driftless Tannery in Argyle, Wisconsin, does it by hand primarily for sheep farmers. She says the hide can double your animal's value. She walks us through the art form of tanning a hide by hand, but first tells me more about her business. So we went into business specifically to make sure we're using the whole animal and doing it as naturally as we possibly can. The three of us who started the business all raised our own animals. Sending them off to have the hides processed after raising them naturally and getting them back with a harsh chemical smell that you can't get rid of for six months was something we wanted to eliminate in our lives. So we went into this business to help the farmers who are raising animals for either themselves or for others, allowing them to potentially double the income per head. So an example I give is a sheep farmer with smaller sheep can sell the entire carcass for 300 bucks. They have it tanned naturally with us. They're gonna sell that hide for 350. So even after paying us for our services, they're still going to add a few hundred dollars extra of income per head. 99% of our business is for the farmers. The rest of the, biz the, rest of the business we're doing right now is rescuing unwanted hides from the waste stream from the local butcher shops. So people who just don't have any interest in getting the hide back, they bring their animals in, they just want the meat. The butcher shops that we've 
built relationships with, they'll give us a call, we pick them up. That allows us then to sell them to the direct consumer market and it helps us diversify our income streams because the margins are really thin on what we do for the farmers because we're trying to keep it affordable. And we still aren't as cheap as the chemical tanners because they're using machines. We do everything by hand. So obviously our prices are going to reflect that a little bit, but they're still what we believe is affordable. Otherwise, we have also taken on consignment business for farmers who don't have an outlet because we really want to help them succeed. So if they are a, you know, a small to mid-sized family operation and they don't want to focus on marketing, we will tan the hides, they pay us for our services, but then we sell them to our market, which we've developed just through social media, and then we send them a check. I want to go back to what you said about the price value added per head. Okay. Why? Why does it add so much value? Why can it double, basically, the value you get from your animal? Well, first of all, it's tanned naturally. So typically in that organic, natural world, people understand it's not done with chemicals and machines. It's done by hand with natural ingredients and it takes a lot more work, but it's truly the value of the time put in, the farmer raising the animal, and all of the benefits of using it. There's so many benefits to sheepskin. That's what we're focusing on right now, is trying to educate people in this country on what the value of a sheepskin is. Where else in the world they value the sheepskin? because they understand the medicinal purposes to it and all of the different things it can bring to your family. For example, sheep naturally produce lanolin, right? And we buy lanolin in our body lotions. So these rugs make wonderful baby rugs because they're covered in lanolin without chemicals. Who wouldn't want to put their baby on that? It's like the safest place to put it. People who are bedridden, stuck in chairs, stuck in beds, prevents bed sores, regulates body temperature. People who like to travel, camp, sleep outdoors. It's gonna keep you hot in the winter and cool in the summer. There's just so many benefits people don't think of. They think of them only as ornamental, but they're actually medicinal in many ways. So the value is truly in the source of the animal, how it was raised, how it was killed, humanely, how it was tanned without chemicals, and all by hand. So there's, you know, people who want that in their life, they recognize that as value. It sounds like a labor-intensive work. Walk me through what it takes to tan a hide. Okay. <laughs> so the farmers are the ones that have to salt cure the hides after they come off the animals. So they send them into us already salt cured. We then rehydrate them in a hot water bath to start removing the lanolin and to start rehydrating the hide from its cured state. We spend four to five hours washing every hide by hand in hot sinks, power washing, brushing on tables. It is a four to five hour solid process of hot water and intensive brushing. So it's very labor intensive on the brushing. Then it goes into a pickle, which essentially stops any bacteria from growing. And it's, a, it's an acidic environment that plumps up the membrane on the back side of the hide. So then we have to put them on beams and man, manually flesh off the membrane. Then they go back in the pickle, then we put them into our tan, which is tanned currently with a mineral, the salt uh, alum. And then it goes into a mineral bath. We change the pH over the course of 24 hours with sodium bicarbonate. Then we rinse out the tannins, we dry off the hide, and we oil the back with an emulsified fish oil, all by hand. And then we hang them in our drying rooms. It goes from the drying room into the finishing area where I break them with a hand tool to make them soft and supple. Then I buff them on a buffing table, trim the edges, brush out the fiber. What sets us apart from other tanneries is our goal is to keep the integrity of the lock. 
the farmers who raise these breeds raise them because they like that specific fiber curl. So our goal is to give it back to the farmer as it was growing on the animal instead of through a machine where it brushes it out and then irons it to where it looks like every single other hide. So our goal is to produce a hide that looks like the animal would have when it was alive and clean. So start to finish, it's a two week process through the washing period, pickling, shaving, tanning, breaking, buffing, trimming, brushing. It's, it's a two week period. So it's a lot of work into one hide. And we do them in batches of 10, 20, and 30, depending on how difficult the level is on that breed. So right now we're at about 80 a month we're producing and we're trying to bump it up to 120. We just hired some more people so we can get up to 120 a month. Is your workforce primarily other farmers? Primarily, is it young kids? Primarily fiber enthusiasts is what we have found okay. that are interested in learning the craft. We do have some other local people in Argyle that, you know, seen us move into town and wanted to learn about it. But in general, it's people who raise sheep, people who like to spin, people who, know, who butcher. We have a butcher working for us. We've got a spinner. We've got a shepherdess. You know, we've got people that are really into the agricultural side of it. Oh, that's incredible, and it blows my mind just how much work goes into it. Tell me, uh, where do people use these? We often find most people are using them on their furniture. They're using them on their chairs, on their rocking chairs. They're using them on their couches. They're putting them on the floor. They are rugs, so essentially they're rugs. A lot of people I know travel with them because they roll up nicely as a bedroll for camping. So essentially they're used in their home potentially in their living rooms or bedrooms or on any chair I have there is not a chair in my house that does not have a, a sheepskin on it so you know we cut some of them up and put them on small things sew some together make big rugs out of them and now we have a seamstress turning them into pillows so people can use them in, on you know pillows as well is it primarily sheep that you do or are you doing other animals as well sheep is 90% of our business goats are mixed in there we also are doing deer and, and rabbits. Okay. We tried alpacas. We haven't really gotten the formula down yet for alpacas. What about cattle? No cattle. No cattle. Those guys are so heavy. <laughs> Doing everything by hand, we can barely lift one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we just don't, that's, that is a hide that requires machinery. The art of tanning a hide, as told by Danielle Dockery of Driftless Tannery in Argyle, Wisconsin. Again, tanning hides by hand, primarily for sheep farmers. They also do goats and deer. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.